Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, our next guest actually cut his teeth in broadcasting in terms of the early part of his career in the town we're in now, Warrigal. I speak of the great Peter Landy, who went on to become one of the great sports broadcasters in Australian history, synonymous with the AFL, but also with tennis and rowing, and quite a momentous year for Australian rowing, given uh, the gold medal won by the men's fours for the first time in 25 years since the awesome foursome at the Tokyo Olympics earlier this year. And uh, Peter Landy, of course, called a couple of gold medals, multiple gold medals from an Australian Australian point of view in the rowing, and he joins us on the line. Pete, thanks very much for your time. G'day, Damien. Nice to talk to you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I probably uh, need to give you an invoice for the amount of times I've had you on over the years, but I thought <laughs> it would be quite appropriate, actually, to have you on, given we're in Warrigal, because that's where you got your start in broadcasting. I think you went to Xavier College uh, in your school days. Was radio Correct. always the passion, and did you go, was the intention always to go to the country? Uh, well, yes and no. To answer that question, yes, I wanted to get into the media. I went to uh, Lee Murray School of Broadcasting. A number of uh, former colleagues went there, including Mel Walden. And it was through Lee Murray's assistance and my persistence that I managed to uh, get a job at 3UL, Associated Broadcasters. They also had stations at 3YB and uh, uh, 3YB Warrnambool and 3SR Shepparton. So I finished up at Warrigal, which was quite handy. It's the nearest country station to town, apart from 3GO and Geelong. Oh, good stuff. And, I mean, just growing up in Warrigal at that time, obviously the town's very different these days, but how long did you spend there, and do you have fond memories of the place? Uh, how long did I spend there? Probably too long. Uh, <laughs> fond, fond memories. Uh, look, it was very cold. I remember that in winter. Uh, when I got there, I said, what do you do for entertainment here? And one of the uh, guys at the station said, you're out of luck, Peter. She's gone to Melbourne for a month. So <laughs> then, uh, well, it, it, it was pretty quiet. I mean, let's face it, the, uh, the local uh, uh, girls of the night, they were on welfare. And the most entertainment I had, I could walk down the main street at lunchtime and watch the traffic lights change. But as you said, Warrigal's a bit different these days. I'm sure it is. We had a lot yeah, of fun. It was a great experience. And... Uh, Certainly something I don't regret. Oh, absolutely. And tell us what you did. Did you call the local footy? Uh, did you do the local trots, I think, as well? What sort of work did you do to cut your teeth? Uh, no, no. I, um, I did a number of shifts down there. I did, uh, uh, let's see, I did Sunday nights initially. Then I did weekdays 12 till 2, I think, from memory. Saturday afternoon sporting coordination. 3UL did the, the races and football coverage, so... I was tying that together and I finished up doing breakfast, which I, I liked. In fact, I loved doing breakfast because I was always a morning person. But breakfast was a bit frantic for any number of reasons. I mean, they had no producer in those days. You're on your own. Mm. You even dialed on the transmitter yourself at half past four in the morning. Um, that was fun. <laughs> um, so there were no cartridges or cassettes in those days. So all the commercials were on 45 and you had about four on each side of the disc. And you were actually... It, it was very sweaty. I, I you know, uh, was in a lather of perspiration by the time seven o'clock rolled around. 
<laughs> I can imagine. We're speaking with Peter Landy. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts too, Pete. This year was a momentous year for Australian rowing. Uh, a couple of gold medals really within the space of an hour and that famous day at the Tokyo Olympic Games along with the swimming as well. Uh, you called the awesome foursome home at Barcelona and also at the Atlanta Olympic Games. Uh, That's right. Did you catch much yeah. of the rowing this year and are you surprised it's taken 25 years between drinks? Well... Not really. It's a cyclical thing, and I mean, you don't always have great tennis champions in Australia year after year like we used to. Uh, I mean, Pat Rafter bobbed up, Leighton Hewitt bobbed up, but for years and years, Australia and America played off in the Davis Cup final. That doesn't happen anymore either. No, it it was a great privilege to call those gold medals. Um, there was a lot of pressure on the awesome foursome to win, and it was rather... Uh, it was unusual because the first race that I called a gold medal was Peter Anthony and Stephen Hawkins in the men's double skull. So yeah. the pressure was then off the four because uh, we already had a gold medal on the board through the double. So it was a great day for Australian rowing. And then, of course, uh, they backed up again in Atlanta. And that was probably even harder because you may remember that Kieran Perkins, the night before, won mm. the 1,500 metres from lane eight. And... The, the four, the next day, the Sunday, uh, they had a bad semi-final. I think they finished third, so they were drawn off the course as well in lane one or lane six, whatever it was, the lane nearest the the camera, and they got up to win from there, which is a very, very difficult lane to win in rowing because you can't see the opposition really except on one side. Just in regards to calling the rowing as well, Pete, I mean, these days it's called primarily off the TV, and that's the case for most Olympic sports now, but I think you were actually at the event. How did you go about doing it? Did you call off the monitor, or were you stationed in a particular area at the venue itself? Uh, in uh, No, I always called uh, the races from the venue, with one exception. That was the canoeing at Barcelona. That was at uh, Castel del Fels, and for reasons known to the production company, uh, production department, they put me in the booth to call the touring off, uh, the, off the tube that day, where we also won a gold medal with Tim Robinson. Um, yeah. No, we're at the venue. Uh, you can come unstuck, though, because in Sydney, we were calling the races, Nick Green and myself, and there was a power blackout. So we stopped calling and the truck said, no, 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 go, keep going, you guys, keep going. We're still on air. We can see the pictures. I said, well, we can't see the pictures. What are we going to call? So the whole um, broadcasting area was blacked out, but they were still on air, strangely enough. So I had binoculars and uh, we talked our way through it and the, the pictures came back on with about 500 metres to go. I can't remember what race it was, but it was a bit hairy. Oh, I can imagine. And uh, Drew Ginn, of course, who moved into the awesome foursome in 1995. He was born in Lee and Gaffer, not far from where we are now, and grew up in Inverloch. We're speaking with Peter Landy. Uh, the other thing, Pete, you had mentioned before about calling off the tube. Was that difficult? Because that's becoming the norm now. Do you prefer being at the venue? I mean, it does reduce travel, but does it take away from the atmosphere a bit as a broadcaster? Probably does. Uh, I wouldn't like to call football off the monitor these days. The AFL have got this um, new fangled strategy where they go for wide shots all the time rather than post-ups like Alf Potter used to do. Mm. So it would, make, it would make it very difficult to call football off a monitor with those pictures served up. By way of contrast, the NRL has taken a page out of Alf Potter's book and they have a close-up for the tackle, slightly wider shot for the ball carry, another close-up for the next tackle and so on. And that was the way that Alf did 
the AFL in his day in the 1980s. And it's much better to call off elf pictures than it would be to call off pictures dished up these days. The pictures are too wide. Uh, there was a better coverage served up in the 1950s when television just began. Uh, so I don't like the AFL coverage the way it's done these days. I'm not talking about commentators. They're fine. Uh, but yeah. just the pictures that are served up. That was with less cameras as well. And just to finish off with, Peter, you were known in boxing circles as well, and we recently had George Cambosis Jr. win the lightweight title, the world title at uh, Madison Square Garden in a massive upset. Just briefly talk about your days uh, on TV ringside, because you were involved a bit there, weren't you? I was, yes. I uh, loved TV ringside, working with the likes of uh, Merv Williams. It was absolutely fantastic. I love boxing. Uh, <clears throat> and in Moscow... Um, Ron Casey was, uh, of course, in his heyday. And I was sitting down doing some notes for the rowing the next day, and he said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing my notes for the racing tomorrow, Ron. He said, uh, put it down for a while. You're coming with me. I said, where are we going? He said, we're doing the boxing. <laughs> so he grabbed me and took me to the boxing finals, and we saw um, the great Cuban, uh, Teofilo Stevenson, win, win the heavyweight division. And it was absolutely sensational. One of the greatest days of boxing I've ever seen. I'll always remember that. Well, Pete, really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning. All the best going forward, mate. Great, Damien. Thank you very much. Enjoy Warrigal. Fantastic stuff. Peter Landy joining us here. Rebidissi got his days, cutting his teeth in Warrigal. That wraps us up on Saturdays at Gippsland for Harvey Norman Wadthaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect. Available now.